In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. I pray that everyone is doing well uh, during this very difficult time, and I hope that during this time we may be praying for those who are sick, those who um, are struggling, and those who have lost their jobs, uh, those uh, in the hospitals, those who are uh, in the nursing homes, the doctors, the nurses, our leaders uh, who are making very difficult decisions uh, during this time that we may continue to keep them in our prayers um, and for us to stay safe and to stay indoors and to really take this very serious um, and pray that this time passes uh, sooner rather than later so we can uh, be reunited. Um, today is the actually the last Sunday of Lent. It's uh, Baptism Sunday. It's the Sunday of the story of the man born blind. And this is one of the most beautiful stories of the Bible of uh, God healing a man, both physically and spiritually. And many times when we think of healing, we focus on the physical, because that's what we're used to. When, you know, when we injure ourselves, or when we're sick, or anything like that, that we ourselves pray for healing. But here we see this, uh, that, that Christ doesn't only focus on the physical, just like we see in the story of the Samaritan woman, and the paralytic, that we see that when Christ heals, it's holistic. He completely transforms the person. So in this case, the man was born blind, but he created eyes for him. And not only created eyes, but also gave him spiritual eyes. We see here that the gospel starts with Jesus passing by and seeing a man who was born blind. Our Lord is constantly passing by and and is with us every single day and is always seeing us in our situations. But in this case, we see that something made Christ approach this man. Just like we see in the story of the Samaritan woman where it says he needed to go through Samaria. And when he went out of his way for the paralytic, here he stops and visits this man. It's beautiful to see that Christ cares for every single person, regardless of your situation. In this case, the man was born blind. He was a beggar. But Christ doesn't look only on the outside, but he looks at the person as a whole. And he's always reaching out to us. He's always passing by. But it's up to us to, be, to allow him to work in us. In this case, just like in many other stories, we see that Christ here approached this man. And as he was continuing to talk to the disciples, and they were questioning, they, they wanted to know, they were curious. As you know, the, the, the disciples were going also following Christ and learning. And so they, they were curious and they were asking, who sinned? Was it this man who sinned? Or was it his parents? What, what made him blind? 
And Christ says it very clearly. He says that the, the work of God may be revealed. And, and this idea of the work of God or the glory of God may be revealed was a new concept for the disciples. What do you mean? What do you mean that somebody can be going through a very tough time? How can God make this situation better? And we see here that when Christ approached the, the man born blind, he didn't speak to him. He just spat on the floor on some dirt, made mud, and put it where the eyes would be. Remember, this man had no eyeballs. And here we see that Christ is showing us his divinity by reminding us of the story of Genesis when Adam himself was created by God through the dust. So we see here that eyes were created for this man. But these weren't just physical eyes. Yes, he's now able to see physically, but he also healed him spiritually. He also, it says that in the Bible, it says he anointed himself with the mud. He, Christ anointed the man with the mud. We see here that this anointment reminds us, as we remember today's Baptism Sunday, that he is told to, be, to go wash in the pool of Siloam. And he's anointed, just like we are anointed with the Holy Myrun in our baptism. So during this time, this man starts his journey. Yes, he starts his journey to be washed, to walk to the pool. But he also starts his, starts his spiritual journey in his relationship with God. Although he didn't actually see Christ, but he works on his relationship with Christ. We know that... Many times we struggle with our relationship with Christ because we don't see Him physically sometimes. We don't see Him the way we see others. And we struggle with that. And here we see that this man took this healing and started his faith. But why this man? What makes this man so special? So the first thing we notice with this man is that he was a very honest man he was very truthful very open and very upfront the first thing that happened when people started finding out that this man who was born blind this beggar that they keep seeing on the side of the road now sees they took him into basically to a court to be tried or to be, to, to stand in front of the high priest and the people wanted to know how this happened. How did this happen? And this man was very honest and open and very clear. And he told them exactly what happened. And he says that this man, a man came and told me to go to the pool of Siloam to wash. And I washed and I was blind and now I see. And these questions kept coming. Questions kept coming. And his story was the same. And he was very honest, very, very honest and very innocent in, his, in, his, uh, in, in the way he answered. And it shows that Christ saw this man's heart. It's very important to always be honest 
and to be truthful in the things that God does for us in our life. God does many things in our life, many miracles, some miracles that are big, some miracles that are small. We feel God's presence in our life in many ways, but it's a matter of being honest. Christ himself says in John chapter 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He himself is the truth. And I believe that this man, this quality that this man had, is very, very important for us to have. The only way towards repentance is to be honest. The only way towards working on our relationship with God is to begin with honesty and truth. We cannot work on our relationship with God by being dishonest. Many times in, 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 uh, in our life, we're put in a situation where we struggle to be honest. And I think the biggest struggle of honesty that we have is with ourselves. When we're faced in a, in, in a time where we're working on our relationship with God, when we're working on our repentance, do we speak honestly to God? Do we speak honestly when we, can, when we repent and when we confess? And this is one trait that this man really shows us that we can learn from. Another very important aspect that it was that he wasn't affected by what others thought of Christ. We know that um, throughout the Gospel of John, we see in many, many different cases where Christ would do a miracle and the high priests and the Pharisees would question how he could do that miracle on the Sabbath. Question how he can say that he is the Son of God, calling him a blasphemer, trying to catch him in lies. Throughout the Gospels, we see this. And in this case, we see the same thing. But this time, we see that the high priests are challenging this man, basically wanting him to not follow Christ. And in this, we see that this man was not affected by what others thought of him, even to the point of being rejected by others. Like this man who was born blind, who was completely rejected in society, he's a beggar on the side of the road, now has a chance in front of the Pharisees to follow them to just do whatever they say. But instead he knew that he was, that there was more to life. That he knew that Christ healed him. He might have not known who Christ was, but he, he knew that there was something more. He knew that there was something more in life. Many times we struggle in our life because we're trying to do whatever society tells us rather than what God wants from us. People who are, who are not strong in their faith always feel like something is missing. 
regardless of how much money you have, what kind of car you have, what kind of house you have, how much money you have, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, what matters is that there's always going to be that feeling like something is missing. St. Augustine says that we, we, yearn, we yearn to Christ. It's as if we have like a cross-shaped hole in our heart for Christ. Here, we, we notice that the man, even to the point of being rejected by others, he stood by his claims. And he kept getting stronger and stronger. You would think sometimes when people keep asking you questions, trying to break you down, trying to, trying to get you further away from the truth, that sometimes we get weak and we lose the focus. No, but this man's faith kept getting stronger and stronger. The third thing we see about this man is that his faith increases and his spiritual sight develops. You notice here in the beginning of the story, or uh, when he first gets questioned, he says, when he's re repeating the story, he says, a man came to me and healed me. A man told me to go to wash in the pool of Siloam. He, this is, was the beginning of his faith journey. He said, a man healed me. That's how he looked at who God was. He knew it was very special. He knew it was very special. He knew that he was born blind. And now, through this transformation, through this touch of God, he is now transformed. He is now made whole. But here, he calls him a man. Later on, as he's talking, they question, they said, who do you think this person is? Like, what, what's your guess? Who do you think he is? He says he's a prophet. So now, again, his faith is developing. His faith is developing from that this was a man to this is a prophet. Later on in verse 33, they question him again. And he says that this man must be from God. How else would this happen? You could see now the... The, the wheels turning in his head, that he is questioning himself, okay, there must be more. Sometimes certain things happen in our life and we attribute it to other things. We attribute it to luck or we attribute it to coincidences. But we know that God's hand is around in our life. We know that God's hand is here, although sometimes it's invisible. But we know that it cannot just be luck or coincidence. Many times God shows himself, reveals himself. And in this case, just like he said to the disciples, that God's glory may be revealed. His glory was revealed inside that courtroom in front of these high priests. This man went from being a beggar on the street to a man who was preaching. He, he tells them, do you also want to be his disciples? Is that why you're asking all of these questions? That question here when he says, do you also want to be his disciples, shows us very, something very interesting. It shows us that this man was on his way to becoming a disciple. How this would happen? 
when it would happen, we don't know. He didn't know at this time. But by him saying, do you also want to be his disciples? Teaches us that he himself wants to be a disciple. Obviously, the high priest got very upset with that. And they talked about how they are Moses' disciples and that this man is not from God. And then the man responds and says, Now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. This shows us the type of faith that this man had. That this man was willing to connect to God. Wanted to take his relationship with God to another level. Faith is not something stagnant. Faith is not something that we attain and we just leave. In Hebrews chapter 11, St. Paul talks so much about faith. And he gives examples, or some people call it the hall of fame of faith in that chapter. Because he gives examples of people in the Bible that through their faith, their life was transformed. This man, Christ appeared to him. This man, Christ approached him and healed him and transformed him. But it was through his faith that his spiritual sight was developed. That through his faith, it continued to grow. Then we see the development continue to verse 35, when he now, this man now gets another visit from Christ. This story has two visits from Christ. Two times Christ approached this man. The first time on the street where he had no one. And the second time when he was cast out from the temple. Cast out from the sight of the high priest. Christ will come to us whenever we are in need. But we have to show him that we are in need. We have to reveal. We have to really truly believe that we are in need. Many times we close our doors. We close our doors to Christ. And he stands at the door knocking. But we don't let him in. This time Christ again visits him. This time, he's, this man is able to see him because of Christ creating the eyes for him. This was his second visit. But this time, this man had stood up for Christ in front of the high priest. That he stood up even though he was going to be cast out. And at this time is when Christ approached him and asked him a very important question. He says, do you believe in the Son of God? Do you believe? Do you believe in the Son of God? And this man said, tell me who he is so I may believe. This man was ready. This man was ready to believe. He already started his belief. He started his faith journey. He started working on his relationship with God. We see here that this question 
is a deeper question. This question is a matter of, do you believe that Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe that He can heal, that He can transform? In this, this answer, He says, Yes, Lord, I believe, and He worshipped. During this time, during this time of uncertainty, of so much sickness, so much death all around us, our Lord is asking us, like He asked the man born blind, do we believe in the Son of God? Do we have faith in Him? Do we believe that He can transform our life? Are we willing to be His disciples and to worship Him? Now is our chance. Now is our chance when we're home, safe at home with our families, that we transform our home into a church, that we work on our own reading and our praying, that we connect to Christ as He passes by, as He visits us, as He dwells in us, as He continues to to be willing to give us eyes, both physical and spiritual. Today is Baptism Sunday, the beginning of our faith. When we are baptized, we start our journey in Christ. The fathers of the church call it the beginning of our journey, the entrance, the sacrament of entering the church. And that's why the baptismal is always in the back of the church. So as we remember, as we enter the church, we are also starting our journey. Now as we stay at home, that we also remember our baptism. We remember our journey and we work on our development of our faith like this man. That we see that regardless of the situation, even if it feels impossible, if I'm going through anything anything at all, something that does not make any sense, something that does not seem like there's any solution, like this man who was born without eyes, that God can transform, both physically, spiritually, holistically. So I pray today that we, during this time, this time of quarantine, that we ourselves use this time to develop our own faith, that we go through the Bible, that we pray the Igbeya, that we continue to work on our own spiritual life as we continue to grow and develop our faith and to work and to have the spiritual eyes um, to see Him. And glory be to God forever. Amen.